Actor Al Pacino, best known for his role in the film Dick Tracy, was born in Manhattan, New York. Canadian distance runner Gerard Cote wins the Boston Marathon. And for the first time ever, Superman comes face to face with his arch nemesis in the latest issue of Action Comics. Super friends, and welcome to another thrilling and hair-raising episode of Reaction Comics, where today we're talking about Action Comics number 23 from April 1940, even though I'm noticing on the cover that they got rid of the month. I looked it up online, and the original, uh, the original paper print does have the month April. They don't have the year anymore listed. But April is listed on this comic, and for some reason, it's not on the digital version. Maybe they're just trying to make it feel a little more evergreen, even though this is from 80 to 81 years ago. Um, and what I also noticed is when I looked this up, it was listing a copy on eBay for $12,000. And it only had a 2.5 grade, which I'm pretty sure is low, right? I mean... Considering, doesn't it go up to 10? There's a 1.8 grade for 9,500. If, if you guys want to pitch in, we could buy this and I could read the paper version. Um, but let's be honest, I like paying the, the you know, whatever it is, 10 bucks a month to uh, read as many comics as I possibly can. Um, and I know it's not 10 bucks a month, it's like six bucks. Whatever it is, whatever I paid the year for, uh, I, I will stick to digital comics because it's more in my budget, or as they say in France, budget. Um, now, you may be saying to yourself, Michael, you sound different. You sound more distinguished. Folks, that is what it's called, morning voice. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment, I am here Monday morning recording this podcast, not Sunday night, Monday morning, before work, up, ready to talk about Superman, I didn't get a chance to record it last night, but gosh darn it, I apologize for the language, I was not going to wait to talk about this issue any longer than I had to, so why don't we take advantage of my cool, silky voice and get right into it, uh, this book once again, we have Superman on the cover. I think that's going to be the norm going forward. I feel bad for all the war stories and Western stories that are in this magazine, I'm assuming. Um, but we're just going to be getting Superman, I think, now until the end of time. That's just my assumption. Uh, it, I do see DC in the upper right corner, and I'm thinking to myself, did we see that? Have we seen that before? And at least in the digital version, no, we have not. DC is now um, what we're seeing. Now, that tells me that DC Comics has kind of become the name of the company. And Detective Comics and Action Comics are 
you know, different books they put out. So this is exciting. It says this is the world's largest selling comic magazine and it shows Superman. Um, now, if you if you wanted to be more uh, you know, literal, he he is holding on to a giant cookie as he's falling from the sky. But honestly, that's the moon. Uh, it's just the proportions are a little off considering the moon is about four feet above these buildings that he is falling, jumping out of. Now, I'm assuming there's a woman falling and Superman's going to save her, but you never know. It could be another ultra-humanite situation and he could have pushed her out of the building and now he's just falling with her and telling her, look, I'm going to survive this. You're not going to. I'm assuming that's not the case, though. Um, he, and he saves her. And we have people looking on. But this has nothing to do with the story we're going to be talking about, folks. No, the story we're going to be talking about, I am so thrilled to finally, finally be able to say, hey, it's him. And that's all I'll say. But I think at this point you might know. So let's get right into our tale. Um, now, it does pick up where we left off last time. So it actually has a, uh, the first panel leads us right into our story, picks up right where they were last time as war correspondents. Clark Kent and Lois Lane, war correspondents for the Daily Planet. Whoa, 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 whoa. I read this yesterday and I didn't even make the connection that my friends, 23, they now say the Daily Planet. Not the Daily Star. Oh, my goodness gracious. Things are starting to get super. And that's not even the first thing. That, that, that That's not even the last thing. I guess it's the first thing. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, boy. Oh, I, I, I'm excited rereading that. That is a real reaction. Oh, my goodness. Okay. They are war correspondents for the Daily Planet. They're covering the conflict between Galonia and Torin. As they walk through the streets of Bulgaria... Yep, that's, I, I said that right. I was surprised. Toward, unexpect, toward an important interview, a shell unexpectedly explodes near them. Seizing Lois' unconscious figure, Clark leaps to the safety of a doorway. So it shows him just as Clark in his suit, uh, but his hat got shot off or a brick got thrown at him. And he's running along with Lois, who's passed out. Uh, I guess he leaves her in this doorway. Swiftly, Clark transforms himself into mighty Superman and takes a terrific leap that carries him hundreds of feet into the air. And he's just jumping straight into the air. And this, the, the funny thing we see is, not the funny thing, but a new thing that we see is in these panels, we start to see these arrows that I have never seen before. They're kind of, I don't know if they're teaching you to, hey, follow the arrow this way. This is how you read a comic. So I'm not sure if they're, someone said, hey, uh, people are loving these Superman books, but they don't know exactly how to read them. They're too, they're too difficult. So now we're going to add arrows. Um, but these arrows also have little, like, descriptions in them. Because it's, in the arrow it says, and at the Torin border. Now we, um, so Superman's in the air. At the Torin border we have some, um, I don't know if it's Torin. Yeah, it must be a Torranian. I don't know what you call him. Uh, he is shooting, an, or he is directing as people shoot a cannon or a giant gun into the air. And he's like, splendid. Our shells are wreaking terrible havoc. But then a strange scene occurs over the city as the shells near Superman. He seizes them and hurls them back. 
I was reading it as the shells near Superman, but near is the verb here, so I did not put the emphasis on that correctly. Let's try that again. As the shells near Superman, he seizes them and hurls them back. Okay. And he goes, he goes, back where you came from. You're not wanted here. And he's, yet, he's saying this to the, to the shell, to the bomb, to the bullet, whatever you want to call it. And it destroys the bombardment. Like the gun is exploded. It shows people nearby, like right next to it. So they're probably dead too. Oh, yeah, there's guys flying through the air. I, I, didn't, I missed that at first glance. Like, yep, they're all dead, easily dead. So then, streaking down to Earth, Superman swiftly dons his civilian garments goes back to see Lois. He's like, is, is, if there's anything particular I despise, it's destruction of helpless citizens or civilians. I need to learn how to read. As Lois, she's kind of coming to, and he's like, while you were unconscious, Superman appeared and stopped the bombardment single-handed. Just my luck. I've been praying I'd see him again, and when he finally shows up, I have to be dead to the world. There's an army... Uh, fighting another army there's a war going on out there and she's like just my luck you know i didn't get to see superman so now they're um they they go to uh, the army headquarters I, I guess they're still in i don't know where the hell they are they're in, they're oh they're in bulgaria right so continuing on to the army army headquarters clark and lois confront general lupo whom they have an ap appointment to interview this dude I like it's funny because he, again he has like the face of Vincent Price but he's bald and he's got a tiny little like I don't know how else to describe it a Kaiser mustache like a little thin little and it curls up on both sides not quite Raleigh fingers it's it's just a thin little mustache um, but it does kind of hook upwards he looks like he he needs to be in the military and he's wearing this like this blue suit with a yellow cross on it. He looks very intimidating or intimidating, depending on how you like to pronounce words. And Clark says to him, how much longer do you expect the war to last? We hope to end it soon through negotiation. This is my idea of doing cool voices with my morning voice. In fact, two hours from now, all firing will cease and a party of Toran officials will drive into Bulgaria under a flag of truce to discuss peace at terms. And he's staring at his watch as he's saying this. Two hours from now. Cool. So it sounds like the war is going to be coming to an end. Later, alone in his room, Clark changes into his Superman costume. And he says, again, to himself, because Clark loves talking to himself. I ought to get some swell photos of this important occasion. So he's like, oh my goodness, there's going to be a, um, a peace treaty coming. This war is going to be ending. These, these, these people are going to be driving in. I should get photos of this. And of course, I have the unfair advantage of being Superman. So he launches himself towards the battlefield, hides up, perches up on a tree, and he sees the car. And he's like, oh, this is going to be a great picture. Yippee. And just as he snaps the picture, boom, the car explodes. Uh-oh, that's not good for war. Within Torin, our officials were destroyed despite the flag of truce. Another example of Galonian treachery. And there was a, there was, you know, a peace. There was like a, a ceasefire. And within minutes, the battle just resumes with renewed bitterness. Uh-oh. Things... What I've also noticed is there's new kind of way of of drawing these panels. Like it says Superman returns to the hotel room. 
that takes up like 25% of the panel. It's like a it's like a colored little box. It's got a little design in it, and it shows Superman returns to the hotel room. Then the rest of the panel is him taking off his, um, I don't know what he's doing. Is he putting on his, his Clark Kent garb? Um, but it, it actually looks nice. It's a little artsy. I don't know what these little designs are. There's a bunch of them in different panels where the description text would be. Instead of it being above, it's kind of to the left. Of course, sometimes it's also above. <laughs> um, so he's like, I don't get it. It was the Galonian's desire. Was it, a, was it a bluff? So he stops by the telegraph office, dispatches the news to the newspaper. He's like, rush this out. And again, he goes back to visit General Lupo, this time by himself. He says, what do you say for yourself now, General? It, it must have been an accident, I assure you. That would we, would we would never deliberately violate a flag of truce. As Clark departs, he pauses, and he gets this like it almost looks like Spidey sense around his head. Different different world, I understand. And he his super sensitive ears detect something, and he says, "Wow, I'll," like he's like, "Oh gosh." Then there's a an arrow pointing down to the panel of the lower left. It says General Lupo making a suspicious call. And he's on the, the call now, and he says, I just got rid of that suspicious reporter. No one will ever guess the truth. It almost feels like that panel should have been reversed, Clark, or an extra panel where he goes outside. Then Lupo says this. Then Clark hears it and goes, well, I'll... But you know what happened? Lupo, he did the wrong thing. He assumed that uh, Superman isn't always listening, always watching, always ready to strike. Lupo, Superman's coming for you. As the General Lupo drives off a few minutes later, guess who's above? Jumping after him, Superman trails him high above in the sky. And this is where things get crazy. He, he walks, or Super, uh, Lupo comes to the side of this mountain, and Superman's watching him, and Lupo just disappears. There's no entrance. He's like, how did he go in there? That, what happened to him is beyond me. So Superman's like, well, I'm not going to figure out this trickery. I'm just going to break the mountain apart. He grabs the part of the rock with his bare hand. He just pulls it back and, oh, there's a passageway. He walks himself in. He's like, hmm, what could this possibly mean? He goes inside the passageway and he sees General Lupo standing at attention before a huge slab of rock. Now, this is like there's the side of a, inside of a mountain. You'd think like a, a rock wall, right? Then on the rock, just picture, for lack of a better term, a screen, even though it's more rock. It's, it's like a different color rock. It's a slab of rock. But on this rock, as Lupo rigidly stares at the slab, uh, these, he goes into a hypnotic trance. Lights appear, commencing to whirl and brighten upon it. So now, again, the art's not the cra craziest thing in the world. All these like swirly colorful lights are, are on this brown screen and then a face appears on it and, and not like you're watching tv and a face is on a screen it's like the brown slab has become the face and it says the face says speak what have you to report and lupo's like your plans have been carried out the war will be prolonged now, Superman, as um, oh, the ugly, 
The incredibly ugly vision vanishes. I like how it's the incredibly ugly vision. As Lupo turns to depart, Superman springs from hiding and confronts him. Not so fast. If I was Superman, I would have been like, what the hell is that? But instead, he's like, not so fast. Lupo's like, how did you get in here? You're gonna, are you going to tell me what this is all about? I don't dare. Let me go. And then Superman does what he does best. He threatens to kill you. He says, either answer my questions or have your brains dashed against that wall. The guy says, put me down, I'll tell you everything. And this is where we hear it for the first time, my friends. The third panel of the sixth page of Action Comics 23. Remember that. General Lupo says, and I quote, Momentarily, a squadron of unidentified planes are to invade and bombard a nearby neutral country. Luther's plan is to engulf the entire continent in bloody warfare. Let's take a moment. And Superman says, But who is Luther? And this is where it gets crazy. Even crazier, I should say. So Lupo says, Luther, Luther is, Luther is, and Superman said, go ahead. Who is he? Now Lupo is terror-stricken as over Superman's shoulder, he sees the horrible face once again materialize on the slab. And then it shoots green lasers out of the, the face's eyes. And it chops this man in half. Like, I'm talking not not at the waist, so his top half and his bottom half. I'm talking he has a left half and a right half. <laughs> it says, abruptly, a green ray stabs out from the slab, slices the stricken general in half. <laughs> and we don't see the gore. We just see the, the, the green line the, of the like two green lines coming out of this guy's eyes, going into the general's head coming out the back of his head and you just see a line down his head his bald head as he is starting to be you know split in half so he is easily killed right away now the, the green ray flashes upon superman but the man of steel's super physique enables him to withstand it and the voice says fool to think you could oppose now this is where it gets weird i can't tell what it says to think you could oppose blah, blah, I can't tell. It's so the words are written in the in the in the air. It's not a thought bubble or a word bubble, um, and it says "fool" to think you could oppose. Then now, like the green rays are over it, so it actually kind of um, like muddles the lettering. It's an artistic choice, but what it does is make me not know what is actually being said here, but Superman doesn't have any time for that. He just punches and destroys the great slab of rock, and now the entire cave is crashing upon him, but he's able to punch himself out, no problem. He gets out, smashes these rocks. These rocks are all different colors because I guess that's how you try to show uh, layers of things. I don't know, but it's, it's, the 19, it's 1940, so I guess just have an orange rock, a blue rock, and a yellow rock by a mountain. But he's able to punch his way out, no problem. Now let's take a moment, folks, and say, did we just hear what we thought we heard? And the answer is yes. Yes, we did. For the first time ever, we heard the name 
Luther being mentioned. Now, I thought that I read that he showed up in the Superman comic first, number four, and I was a little disheartened. disheartened because I thought, huh, Action Comics is where Superman originated, but Lex Luthor didn't originate there, or I'm sorry, just Luthor right now. But I was wrong. This actually came out before uh, Superman number four. So, my friends, what we are witnessing, what we are reading, what we are looking at here is the first moment that Luthor is named. Even though he's just named Luthor, I mean, this is like, this is like a historical moment in comic books. All right, let's get back to Clark um, destroying planes, shall we? So he pushes himself out of the mountain and he sees a squadron of unidentified bombers headed toward the neutral nation. And I know that because he actually said to himself, a squadron of identified bombers headed toward the neutral nation. As the hindmost, hindmost, yeah, that's, that's a word. As the hindmost bomber sights Superman's figure suspended in the air, before him, the gunner frantically attempts to shoot him. He's like, a man in the sky? Impossible. And Superman says, out you go. Whee! And he throws the guy out of the plane, and the guy just falls to his death. He says, your uniform is entirely unfamiliar. So it looks like there's a third nation coming in, maybe led by Luther to really stir some trouble up. That's my guess right now. Because even though I read this, I already forgot exactly the detail. As the remainder of the squadron swoops at him, Superman shoots down two of them. So now he's shooting down planes from another plane. He's a pilot now. And we do see um, two parachutes in the distance. So maybe all the pilots survive, even the one he tossed out of the airplane. So he's shooting, shooting, shooting. He's like, oh, I'm out of ammunition. Now to set the controls. So climbing out upon the plane's wings, Superman plucks two... <laughs> So he sets the controls, then he climbs out on the wings. And while the planes are going by, he's, he grabs two of them and smashes them together. He's like, just one more enemy plane to go. Climbing back into the pilot's seat, Superman now takes the plane and drives it straight into another plane. Kamikaze style just crashes into it. He leaps free from the wreckage and uh, descends to the earth unhurt. The other pilot, I'm assuming, if he didn't get out, uh, he's dead. And he says, and now, and that attends to Luther's plan to, d to draw another country into the war. So that was his plan. To, there was going to be a third country in that was brought in by Luthor. Later, in his identity as Clark Kent, the Man of Steel seeks to warn the two warring countries of the greater menace that faces them. Guess what? They're not going to listen. He says, I can't reveal my source of the information, but I definitely know that this war is being promoted by a madman who wishes to destroy both warring nations. Very amusing, Mr. Kent. Certainly you don't expect us to fall for this poorly improvised story. And then we go where I've always wanted to go. Luther's secret lair. My friends, when you think of, of Lex Luthor, what's the first thing you think of? Okay, supervillain, superman, but description-wise, you think bald, right? Well, no, my friend, see, in this, he has what appear to be a ton of bald guys working for him. But he has got this nice little patch of red hair. Now, of course, uh, we, we know that, you know, in the lore, he loses his hair in different ways. I mean, in Smallville, he loses his hair because of the meteor shower. 
Uh, we don't know why Gene Hackman had hair and didn't have hair. I think he just didn't want to cut his hair, and then he'll wear a bald cap later. Um, but there have been explanations for the hair loss over the years. Here, we're dressed with plain old Luthor with his orange head of hair and his red cloak. Yes, he's wearing a red... He's not a cool, snappy businessman here. He's just wearing a red cloak like an evil... Uh, some sort of evil, crazy person. And he's talking to his henchmen who are wearing these little green little jumpsuits. It's very cute. It almost looks like they could be Santa's elves. He says, This reporter knows too much. He must be eliminated. As you command, oh, oh mighty Luthor. As Lois goes to Clark's hotel room in search of him, she is seized by some of the some of Luthor's elves. They're like, this is not the reporter. Now these guys have hair, but I guess it's a I guess it's a choice. Uh, this is not the reporter. Nevertheless, let us take her to the master. He may want to question her. Now they take Lois up to this uh, dirigible. I said it right the first time. It says prisoner within a strange plane. Lois is flowing, flown to the landing platform of a giant dirigible suspended high above the earth in the stratosphere. So they take a plane and they fly it to a dirigible that has below it, like, all, you know, it's a blimp, has all these wires and, and cables hanging below it. And then there's a platform under the dirigible, like a big, giant, flat platform. And it looks like they built a small city upon it, which is just Luther's lair. So his lair is suspended from a dirigible floating high above the sky. I mean, come on. That is pretty rad. How, how, how like, crazy. How much more crazy can you get than that? You can't. So inside, when, when she is ushered to Luthor's presence... Why have you brought this girl to me? She is an associate of the reporter. Perhaps she can be of use to you. A tremendous dirigible, this horrible creature. I must be going mad. Lois is talking out loud, saying how you must be going mad. And Luther, in his, he looks like a, like a cardinal. He's in his red cloak. I mean, like a priest kind of guy. He says, how did Clark Kent learn of my existence? Lois is like, I, I don't know. I still can't believe that you actually exist. Perhaps you are lying, perhaps you are not. But I haven't the time to question you. Now take her away. Now what I notice is over his shoulder, in the and I didn't notice this before, it's like, it looks kind of like an eagle on his throne. Almost like, like the silhouette of it. And it's like a Nazi-looking... Eagle. You know that, that Nazi eagle like with a head turned... Isn't it a Nazi thing? With a head is turned to the left and it has the two, the two wings. Um, I could be wrong. But I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, they don't make any ties to it at this point. But, I mean, it's 1940. Uh, I would imagine at some point we're going to see Superman beat up a lot of Nazis. God willing. So they say, take her away. And Lois is placed under guard, but he's studying. She's studying her guard. She's thinking to herself, hmm, the way that guard looks at me, it's not like the others. And I wanted her to be like, I think he likes me. But he's just kind of this bald guy standing there with his puss on his face. He's got his arms crossed and he's, he's watching her. And she's like, hmm, there's something different about him. You're not under Luther's hypnotic influence. And then the guard looks at her and is like, oh. It's true. Okay. 
But for some reason, unknown to me, my mind is able to withstand Luther's suggestions. But please don't reveal that, or it it will be my life will be forfeit. And Lois is like, unless you deliver a note for me from Clark Kent, I will expose you. Okay, fine, I'll do it. But please don't give me away. This guy's like, why doesn't he just leave? I don't know, grow his hair out and leave. Or take a like, why doesn't Lois say, get me out of here? (laughs) This is what drives me crazy. When Lois's guard is relieved, he flies down to Earth. So he takes a plane down to Clark's to leave a note. What? Why doesn't he just take Lois in the plane? He let he took the plane with no problem. Why not take Lois with you, you idiot? Why? Lois is like, thank you for delivering that note. He'll come back and s- tell Superman to save me. Unless she didn't want to leave. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, that this guy flies down, sneaks into Clark's hotel room with a little note, and leaves it there. And then the moment he leaves, Clark, wide awake, leaps erect, and, well, that happens to me sometimes when I wake up, and swiftly scans the note. He says, Lois, in trouble. He should have put the note down and said, why didn't she come with him? That would have made a lot more sense. Minutes later, Superman leaps from the hotel room in pursuit of the fleeing guard, He's flying directly up into the sky at a strange angle and out of view. The plane is literally flying straight up in the air. Superman's watching it. So he's like, well, I guess I'll follow it. He crouches down, tenses his muscles for a gigantic effort, and flies straight into the sky. And he's like, a colossus dirigible. I love saying dirigible. He flies up to the platform, and he, he like, one of the guards sees him. He's like, uh-oh. But don't worry, Superman takes the two guys and beats the crap out of them and says, sorry, it's no time to be gentle. Boom, pow, rack, smack. Beats these guys. It looks like they're so close to the edge, this guy probably fell to his death. Meanwhile, Lois is being tortured by her guard. This is a different guard now. He's got, he's got a head of hair, but he's still got that beautiful flowing like cloak of a shirt. It's like a, like a pirate shirt. You know what I mean. He says, Luther wants the truth from you. But I already told you everything I know. Come on and talk fast. Meanwhile, outside, uh, Clark is, looks like he sees what's going on. It says his x-ray eyesight appraising him, apprising him, I, I got it right, of the lowest predicament. Superman leaps towards the tower within which she is confined. Very oddly worded sentence. And he's like, I'll attend to that brute in short order. And he punches right through the wall and she, Lois says, Superman, and grabs the punches of the guy right through the face, through the, raw, the wall. The rocks are flying everywhere. I'm surprised Lois didn't get hit and was unco- is not unconscious. And Clark's like, how's that? Or Superman, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then all of a sudden, inside the, the tower, as if out of nowhere, we see the, another version of the giant face, the giant Luther rock face, which looks, I don't even know if it looks like Luther. It's, it's, it's pretty wild, I'll say. Um, but it says, it says, I'd advise you not to leave. Why, why would you advise you not to leave? Oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. I don't fear you. You can't harm me. That's what Superman says. And the voice says, but the girl, she is not invulnerable. Either submit or she dies. So for Lois's sake, Superman Submits. Superman permits the girl, the girl and himself, to be escorted by guards to Luther's presence. 
He says, keep your chin up. And Lois says, with you nearby, I have nothing to fear. And he got these two schlubby-looking guards walking behind him, just kind of, move along, move along. Uh, then he, we finally, first ever, where are we? We're on panel one, two, three, four, panel six. Page 11, Action Comics, 23. Luther and Superman face-to-face for the first time. He says, what sort of creature are you? This is, it should be Lex. If this was years from now, Lex would be asking Superman, what sort of creature are you? But this is 1940, so it's Clark asking Luthor. He says, I'm just an ordinary man, but with the brain of a super genius. With scientific miracles at my fingertips, I'm preparing to make myself supreme master of the world. My plan? To send the nations of Earth at each other's throats, so that when they are sufficiently weakened, I can step in and assume charge. I love that he explains everything to Superman. And Superman says, the only thing you should step into is a straitjacket. And I picture him saying it and then turning around and looking at Lois and giving a little chuckle like in a wink. Um, but moments later, ascending to Luther's demand, Superman permits himself to be chained to the wall while four green rays bore steadily at him. I'm sorry, that, that was his demands? And Superman says, okay, sure. So he's shooting these green rays at Superman, who's chained to a wall. Luther's like, very interesting how strong your skin is. But I guarantee you that five minutes under these rays will result in your annihilation. As the rays blast down at Superman, he feels his powerful strength slowly departing. Now, these are green rays. Could we be seeing kryptonite? I don't think so, because... I feel like you have to, we have to know that it's a part of his planet first. So I don't know when we're ever going to see kryptonite. Um, But we do see green rays and they seem to be slowly sapping Superman of his power. And Luther is loving it. He's smiling. He's like, see how I destroy mighty Superman. No one can stand in Luther's path. No one. So now he knows he's Superman, even though he's like, what kind of creature are you? Well, he's a genius. Of course he knows who Superman is. No one can stand in my path. No one. But then for some reason he says, Nah, I tire at the slow rate of destruction. With this powerful ray, I'll blast out cities in moments. So he's getting bored of putting the rays on Superman. Now he's like, you know what? I don't want to shoot you anymore. I'm just going to shoot a city. It'd be much easier. But before Luther can put his great rays into operation, Superman acts. He says, duck, Lois, and he runs, rushes, you know, rips the chains off the wall, rushes at this uh, ray and turns it and starts shooting um, at, like, other people, at, at, at Luther and at Luther's guards. I mean, this looks like an old-fashioned TV camera. It's weird. And Luther's running away, but, th- but then Luther, um, he's cursing. He whirls another great ray upon Superman. So now they're just kind of shooting green lights at each other. Like now Superman is shooting a green light at him. And now he has like a big spotlight. And he says, now die. And Superman says, that ray, it's sapping all my strength. But summoning up his last bits of energy, Superman catapults across the room at the machine and destroys the machine. Smashes that light. There's still the, the original machine. 
Lois should run over to that or, or and turn it on and shoot Luther. Or Luther should run over to that and shoot Superman. No one's thinking ahead. They're just wild that he was able to smash this machine. Now he grabs uh, Luther by the, I want to say by the shirt collar, but it's really this beautiful flowing red gown. And Luther says, don't harm me. I'll give you unlimited riches. And Superman just looks at him and says, I thought you'd prove yellow if the situation were reversed. Now he grabs uh, Lois and Luther under each of his arm and he starts racing out of here. They go, where are you going? To the dirigible's control room. When they reach the control room, there's more bad guys in there. And so Luther's like, he, apparently he puts Luther down and Luther says, destroy him, blot him out. And now Superman, he's got like Lois right up against him with her, with his her arm on his chest they're almost hugging and superman looks at these guys and says you're welcome to try and of course the guards try the guards react as though they uh had encountered an indestructible force easily superman sends them flying in all directions luther is watching in awe uh, lois is watching in awe these people are flying all over the place and superman says look i'm juggling <laughs> i love it uh, now turning from the coward guard, Superman turns to the great mechanism that keeps the dirigible afloat, and he smashes it and tears it apart with his bare hands. As the great dirigible topples down towards the distant Earth, two figures spring free from it, Superman bearing Lois. So he smashes the dirigible so it can no longer fly, jumps off with Lois in her arms, and allows it to crash, and allowing Luthor and everyone aboard to die a horrible death. As the as Lois alights, as Lois alights on her, safely cradled in Superman's arms. That's alights. That's not a word I think I've ever said. I will ever say again. We see. I mean, it looks like, is it the Hindenburg or whatever that you know that crashing Zeppelin with the explosion and the fire? That's what we see in the distance. And Superman has his arm around Lois, and it's like, and that's the end of Luthor. Oh, Superman, you naive son of a bitch. Swiftly, Superman races back across the battlefield toward the city at breakneck speed. He says to Lois, are you scared? She says, no, I'm thrilled. He returns to his hotel room, puts on his civilian clothes, and he says, time for Superman to step out of the picture and for Clark Kent to re-enter. And it's like, he's again, who is he telling this to? And once again, he addresses the representatives of the two warring nations. He says, listen. You've seen the strange original that fell from the sky, okay? Now do you believe my contention that a fiend named Luther deliberately fomented this war for evil purposes? And they're like, well, it's fantastic, but in views of recent events, it appears likely. So they still don't want to believe it. For half an hour, Clark paces anxiously back and forth uh, outside the doors while, the, while there's a conference going on. They open it up and Clark says, well, and this... this general of, with a nice head of red hair who I've never seen before says the war is over Armitus has been declared within the editorial office of the Daily Planet boom I love it another scoop from Clark Kent oh how he does it amazes me and the, there's a woman typing saying and he appears to be such a meek shy person like no one has respect for you Clark uh, outside or the next panel looks like they're in Europe one last panel, and it says, Well, our work in Europe is done. Let's pack up and return to Metropolis. And Lois says, Okay, I'll be delighted to get back. And then she thinks to herself, And I'll be doubly glad if I should again 
see Superman there. The end. Then we get a final panel talking about Sandman and Adventure Comics, but that's just a little advertisement. That is the end of Action Comics 23. We see Green Rays shooting at Superman uh, and weakening him. Now, maybe that gives them some idea of what we can use to weaken Superman because you got to have something. You got to have some peril, some sort, something that can weaken him that will make his, you know, recovery or make him, you know, give him some sort of conflict that, that always helps. Um, and what better conflict to give Superman than to give him an arch nemesis? The ultra humanite, he, he's, he's cute now, or she's cute now, but let's be honest, the mighty Luthor, there's a reason why people go, what's the ultra humanite? And if you say to someone, Lex Luthor, pretty much everyone in the world would understand that name. Almost everyone would understand who Lex Luthor is or recognize him. Or if you put Superman next to the ball guy, you, you'd have some sort of recognition, I hope. Um, and here he is for the first time. Sure, he's got an orange crop of hair. Sure, he's wearing a red flowing cloak. And sure, they only call him Luthor. Uh, and sure, they make it look like he's dead. But let's be honest, he, Superman thought the Ultra Humanite was dead two or three times. But here it is. I don't know the next time we see him. I don't know the next time we, we start to get you know more of a story on him. I'm not sure the first time we get a, a, a first name. Um, I don't know. But I was so excited when I read this. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a big one. This is a big one. This is a big one. This is the one we've been waiting for. Um, and it, anytime, and it was, I'm doubly excited because now it's the Daily Planet. No more Daily Star. No reference of it. No mention of it. It's just one moment it's the Daily Star. Next moment it's the Daily Planet. I don't know if maybe it was named the planet in the radio drama first. I don't think so. Uh, and, and through the power of editing, I just looked it up and it says the first time it was mentioned is action comics number 23. So what a big historic, um, moment. And I think, and I wonder if that's why this, this book, this issue is, um, at least attempting to get such high prices, uh, on eBay. The, again, the one I'm looking at on eBay is going for $12,100, and it's only a 2.5 rating. So, I mean, what would a 10, what would a 9? I mean, that is, like, you could see the edges when you zoom in on it. You can see that it's not, like, great. Now, again, it's listed for $12,000. doesn't mean anyone's going to get $12,000 for it. But um, it just tells me that this is a pretty big deal in the history of comics. Uh, and I was excited to talk about it and excited to share it with all of you because my friends Daily Planet and Luthor mean two historical, historical things. The, the fact is I'm watching a, uh, a TV show in 2021 called Superman and Lois. We have Superman, we have Lois, we have mentions of Luthor, and we have mentions of the Daily Planet. The Daily Planet has been in this show. All these things still exist 81 years later. That is 
a, a that is a statement that is like a it shows that it, it survived the 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 times I, I i can't quite it it is you know it just shows how historic it is in the in the world of comic books that it is so recognizable and so um just a part of pop culture you know uh, uh, peter parker has the daily bugle superman has the daily planet i love it and i think with that um i think we're done here i think we nailed it so happy monday morning everybody who's listening to it today uh or if you're from the future it really doesn't matter does it nope so i want to thank you for listening Thank you for subscribing. Now listen, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. And on Instagram, you can find more things at Reaction Comics. All these links are available in the show notes. If you want to check it out, um, go to fansnotexperts.com slash reactioncomics. And that is it. Happy, wow, it's August already. Wow, we've been doing this show for a few months now. And um I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. And even though I didn't, I wasn't able to record it yesterday. Um, was very happy to wake up early this morning. I still have an hour before work starts, so I am thrilled. And I feel like my morning voice has gone away. I've kind of walked. I've kind of talked myself out of it. Like, oh, oh, wow. Yes, I'm ready for my day of sitting in front of my computer all day, where I don't even need my voice. So, my friends, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And until next time, remember, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Until next time, super friends. Fans not experts.